Music was in the DNA of the Boulanger sisters. Their father, Ernst, was a composer of comic operas and choral music, but it was his job as a vocal teacher that brought him into contact with Raisa Mishelskaya, a real Russian princess. The two fell in love and were married in 1877. The groom was 62, the bride, 21. They had been married for 10 years when their daughter Nadia was born. Five years later, Lily arrived. Ernst was then 77 years old. Apparently, Lily's musical aptitude was evident early when family friend Gabriel Faure discovered the two-year-old had perfect pitch. That same year, Lily contracted bronchial pneumonia, which left her immune system severely compromised, causing long-term consequences. At the age of five, she accompanied her sister to the Paris Conservatoire, auditing classes on music theory and later studying organ. Following in her mother's footsteps, she liked to sing while continuing to play piano, violin, cello, and harp. Lily was close to her father, and his death when she was eight affected her deeply, so much so that many of her works deal with the themes of loss and grief. When Lily was 16, her mother pressed her to find an occupation. She worried that because of her ill health, she would never marry and thus have to be able to support herself. It was then Lily began composing and announced that one day, like her father, she intended to win the Prix de Rome. To that end, for the next three years, she intensified her study of harmony, counterpoint, and the art of fugue. One of her biographers has said, quote, Lily's physical dependence on others, especially her family, was often total, but she also enjoyed complete intellectual and artistic autonomy, end of quote. Rules for the prestigious Prix de Rome were daunting. The piece had to be written in a span of four weeks and needed to be at least 30 minutes long. The award was first given out in the 17th century. It permitted the winner to live in Rome for three to five years with all expenses paid. At the beginning, it honored only artists, but in the 19th century, it was awarded to a composer for the first time. Lily's first attempt came in 1912, but she collapsed from her illness while performing her composition. But the next year, at the tender age of 19, Lily presented her cantata Faust and Helene. The judges were impressed, and the prize was hers. She also snagged a contract with a music publisher. However, once again, illness forced her to return home, meaning she could not use all the allotted time. During World War I, she and her sister were involved in efforts to help wounded French soldiers and their families. During her last years, she worked on an opera, La Princesse Madeleine, but sadly, she died before its completion. Lily Boulanger was just 24 years old. Despite her short life, she produced some 50 works, many of them with a religious theme reflective of her strong faith. She apparently understood that a long life was not to be for her. Yet in such a short time, she exerted a powerful influence on French music, but also on her sister Nadia. The trajectory of Nadia's career was certainly impacted by the life and death of Lily. Nadia had tried twice to win the Prix de Rome, but the closest she came was second. She seemed to recognize that her sibling's gift for composition was something she did not possess, and when Lily died, she gave up composing altogether. 
and began to carve out a niche for herself in the music world that perhaps no one has ever rivaled. Instead of composing, she taught composition to others. People like Aaron Copeland, Leonard Bernstein, Astor Piazzolla, Philip Glass, and John Elliott Gardner. But it wasn't just classicists who sought her expertise. In the 1950s, she taught Quincy Jones. A musicologist said of her, quote, while she gave them a rigorous grounding in academic music analysis, she also enabled each of them to find their own distinct language, end of quote. Her teaching mostly took place in her apartment in Paris, but at various times she gave classes at Juilliard, the Yehudi Menuhin School, and other world-class institutions. While she may have given up composing, she continued to perform, playing the organ for Copeland's composition for orchestra and organ. She was also the first woman to conduct major orchestras like the Boston Symphony, the New York Philharmonic, and the BBC Symphony. Asked about the significance of this, Nadia replied, I've been a woman for a little over 50 years and have gotten over my initial astonishment. As for conducting an orchestra, that's a job where I don't think sex has much of an impact. Alas, I think for years it probably did. Nadia died in Paris at the age of 94. And while her sister influenced French music, Nadia's influence was worldwide. I would like to close with this statement by Nadia, which I think relates to this times we are living in. She wrote, nothing is better than music when it takes us out of time. It has done more for us than we have the right to hope for. It has broadened the limits of our sorrowful life. It has lit up the sweetness of our hours of happiness by effacing the pettiness that diminishes us, bringing us back pure and new to what was, what will be, what music has created for us. Thank you for listening.